This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Daily Score. I'm Mark Grody. I hosted today on the Score, and a very interesting question came up. I was working with uh, Big Ant, Anthony Heron, a regular on the Score. The question is, you know, all the things we talked about with Justin Fields, why is it that the Chicago Bears have never really been able to develop a quarterback? You know, my, my first year covering the Chicago Bears was uh, 2018. That was the second year of Trubisky, but the first year of Nagy and the first year Trubisky in earnest from the beginning of a season was the quarterback. So I was there for that whole process, and ultimately they weren't able to develop him. And I know that Trubisky has not exactly gone on to great heights um, in his work in Pittsburgh, but just through the years, the Bears have never been able to either sustain or develop a quarterback. Um, you know, I leave guys like Cade McDowell out of the picture because he was just kind of a turd and he was never going to be a, a good or he was never going to last in the NFL, period. But even like Rex Grossman, that that, that there was almost zero development of him. Um, they weren't able to really get what they should have gotten out of Jay Cutler. So there is an organizational issue when it comes to developing quarterbacks in this organization. One of our guests that we had on is a former Bears quarterback, Chase Daniel, who I covered, um, got to know a little bit. He, you know, he was definitely a go-to guy in terms of really just asking questions about Justin, or excuse me, about Mitch Trubisky and what Trubisky might be thinking and what Trubisky has to do. And he was great at that and certainly played the part well. But we we took that question to to Chase Daniel, and it is what what's it take to successfully develop a quarterback? Foremost, you got to have good players around him. Like, I don't care how good you are. If you don't surround yourself with a really good offensive line, like that's where I would start. If I was building roster, I would start with that offensive line and specifically the interior three. Everyone wants to pay right and left tackles, which is fine. You know, left tackle for a right quarterback protecting your blind side. But those three guys in front, a center and two guards. And we had that in New Orleans with Breeze forever. It just lets you step up in the pocket, lets you see it a little bit more clear. That's where I would start. And then you got to have some skill players that can make some plays for you, that can create separation. Because what's everyone doing nowadays? They're just playing man-to-man coverage. They're saying, we got better guys than you on defense than you do on offense. And so we'll just man up. And it takes time for plays to develop like that. 
Another thing is you got to be surrounded by a good coaching staff, right? Like you got to be able to coach it well. You got to be able to have a vision for an offense, a sp- specifically offensive scheme on what you want it to look like. Okay. And like quarterbacks do things differently than other quarterbacks. So one quarterback might be better at RPOs. Nick Foles, for example, like when he was in Philly the second time, Doug Peterson said, Hey, you're not like the old school dropback guy. Like you are really good and feel really comfortable with RPOs. Let's run RPOs. Okay. Or like uh, Justin Fields, like for example, the first, uh, probably like four to six games of last year, like Luke Getz, he was running an offense that didn't make any sense to me. Like didn't make any sense to Justin, wasn't playing well. And then last year, you look at the New England game. We've talked about it a lot. That was sort of the catalyst. And then for the rest of that year, he played pretty well. Come along this year, in the first two or three games of the year, they're running an under center play action style offense. That's not Justin Fields. I don't think that will ever be Justin Fields. They switched the offense. He had a couple really good games, got hurt, and it's played pretty well for the rest of the year. So it just takes a whole bunch of people surrounding this quarterback to be able to develop them. And honestly, it comes down to can the quarterback like handle it all? Can he handle the pressures of the job? Can he handle failure? Can he handle success? A lot of people don't talk about that. When you have success, you're like, okay, good. I know exactly what I'm doing. The best guy I've ever been around, Drew Brees. He was constantly evolving year in and year out, sometimes during the year, changing his routine, sticking with it, just making sure he's on the top of the top. And I think that's sort of how I think and know on how to develop quarterbacks. That's some good stuff from from Chase Daniel. And, you know, the one thing that has been complicated, I think, in the development of Justin Fields is the Bears want and Justin Fields' want to be a pocket passer like he was at Ohio State. And we know what last year was, and that was phenomenal with some of the stuff he did with his legs. But what was Justin Fields saying? What were the Bears saying? What were we all saying? You had a the ability to pass to those skills and you use the legs in a more manageable way. You've got a weapon, man. you got a potential MVP candidate. That's why there were some people who thought about him as a potential MVP candidate, because if you add that. So what happened at the beginning of this year? They tried to make him. Justin Fields was desirous of this. They tried to make him a pocket quarterback. It did not work. It just didn't work with it, that that Justin Fields is better off being on the move and using different options in that regard. And so the, the Bears then had to readdress that and reassess that. And some of that was Justin Fields as speaking out and saying he wants to play more freely and all that kind of stuff. We remember that from what, what feels like five years ago now. But that's that's real stuff. And we all wanted that for whatever reason. It has not turned into that. And there has been improvement from Justin Fields. There just hasn't been big jumps from Justin Fields. Um, Let's move on to another cut. This one is actually Peter King. Peter King, the great Peter King, was on the show as well. And, um, you know, we kind of know where Peter King stands. He is for Justin Fields continuing to be on this Bears team and build elsewhere. Here is PK, if I may. Just say this about Getze and and about Chicago right now, and that is that, look, if you have some real lapses in a game that everybody thinks, well, maybe not we should win this game, but we definitely could win this game. I mean, you're playing a a very good defense, but you're playing a, 
a quarterback who was watching Red Zone a month ago and he thought his career was probably over and his phone wasn't ringing. And, and Joe Flacco played well right down the stretch of this game, but, man, he gave three of them away, and so you think you probably should win. But, look, you can pick out a lot of things in any particular game that you don't like, and I'm sure there are some plays here that – you know, you don't like that Getsy called and you don't like that Justin Fields didn't execute. But I think my 10,000-foot view of the Bears right now, and again, all I saw on Sunday was the highlights of this game. So I can't sit here and say, yep, I give Fields a B-minus for this game. I, I, I didn't see it, but I think at the end of the day, and I am going to watch a lot of their game, hopefully, this weekend when I'm just sitting around watching TV. But I'm going to try to watch a lot of their game this weekend to make a judgment. But I still stand by, you know, running it back another year and see what happens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And by the way, um, Peter King shared with us that this will be the first Christmas that he he is not doing any kind of work in 45 years. So that man is going to enjoy himself when he says he can be watching football. He is absolutely not kidding. But, uh, man, it's it's going to get interesting. It's getting hot right now in terms of Justin Fields, Luke Getze. Uh, Matt Eberflus, the whole Ryan Poles. Um, it we're going to need some closure on this, uh, but we're not going to get it anytime soon. Still, a few more games to go for the Bears. Last cut um, is from Jim Miller. Jim Miller was a guest on the the Bernstein at Home show today, and uh, he had some strong words um, about Justin Fields and kind of questioning some of his prep work. Take a listen to Jim Miller, the former Bears quarterback. Would drill into the quarterbacks. They better know their protections. I mean, it should light up uh, you like the, the movie A Beautiful Mind, where you see, I'll give you a case in point for the Bears as an example. They played Minnesota. They open up in five wide, so it's empty. All right, so you only have five offensive linemen. So if they bring six, you're hot. It should light up at you. On the first play of the game, Justin Fields gets sacked on a scripted play. That's, to me, that's that can't happen. And to me, that's preparation. To me, that's studying because, you know, and I'm not saying this to, to come down on, on Justin because I think he's a fantastic player and he's got the tools to be great. But I, I question the preparation because he made the comment that I just want to play free. You play free when you're prepared. You play free when you've got all the answers, okay? Because you can't get sacked on a five-man protection and they bring six. It should light up at you. You know what's coming. You know what's Brian Flores, so it's preparation. If you prepare, the game is easy and you are able to play free. 
Yeah. And I mean, that, that's tough when you hear, you know, lack of preparation and, you know, re recognition, I think is where I go with that to recognize what is going on and recognize what you might have to do on that particular play. And I mean, we talked about it all week leading up to it about what everybody knew what the Vikings were going to be doing. So, um, you know, and uh, Hey, we, we talked about it today in transition. Is it, is he being prepared correctly? That, that's the other part too. Like is, I think it was Lawrence Holmes who brought it up saying, is he being taught how to watch tape correctly? Is he seeing the right things from his coaches? So I don't think it's a blanket statement that Justin Fields is not prepared because, you know, he works his ass off. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that is the first play of the game, and to not recognize what is coming is, is troublesome. Um, that's going to be it for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. I appreciate you subscribing and just being a part of The Daily Score. For Ray Diaz, I am Mark Rohde, and I will talk to you tomorrow on The Daily Score.